Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here and welcome to the 100th episode of the Commit First Podcast. Let's go! Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here and welcome to the 100th episode of the podcast. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the story of this podcast so far and kind of give you the gist of what happened up until now, where we are right now, and especially if you stay till the end, the most important thing, what's going to happen from now on moving forward, which there's a major change and I'm very excited about it and I want to tell you all about it, but just bear with me now. Let's begin the episode, wait till the end because it's a game changer, at least for this podcast and where it's going. Let's begin. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the show. My name is Sagi Schreiber and this is the Commit First Podcast. Now, this is the 100th episode and I've been waiting for just, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I waited just a few weeks until I published this episode. We usually publish an episode once a week, but it's been two weeks since we published an episode and I waited especially till this moment because up until the very last moment, I was trying to figure out the clarity around or gain clarity around what's coming next. It's not that I only just was sitting here thinking. I actually went on calls with some of my biggest mentors, including uh, recently Chris Ducker, who is the personal brand you know, uh, guru. And it's been very exciting just this past couple of weeks, just thinking back, looking at all my insights and thinking about what's coming up next. How do I take this to the next level? How do I drill down even more? How do I focus even more? And I think that's something that I've been doing with this podcast and this brand ever since I started it. So first of all, where did it even begin? Here's the thing. I don't know if you guys know this story, but you know, I'll tell it just again, very briefly. I came up as a designer. Most of my life, I've been a designer. And since 2007, 14 years, and I was a very successful one. At about 2011, I got my first like quality job as a, as a UI UX designer working as the first designer at Fiverr.com. If you know Fiverr.com, it was the company, not the marketplace. I was actually working on the marketplace, on the actual website on Fiverr.com. I was the first designer in the company. And after that, I had my own startup. We got accepted to an amazing accelerator in the Silicon Valley, flew over there. We had an accelerator in Palo Alto and it was just an amazing experience. We pivoted, we came back with a new startup which got acquired by SimilarWeb. SimilarWeb is another big startup and it was actually small when they acquired us. So at Fiverr, when I joined, we were about like 25 people. And in SimilarWeb, we were like five partners and we closed down 50 people. And I again became the first in-house designer in the actual company at SimilarWeb. And uh, SimilarWeb just recently IPO'd, but that back then we were just 50 people. In two and a half years, we were 350 people and I was the design director and I was managing like seven designers and the entire operational design the company. Why am I telling you all this? Because again, I was not doing anything related to Commit First or anything that you're experiencing if you're a listener of this podcast. So going forward throughout that time, I obviously had my kids and I had Israel's largest design blog. That's where I started creating content. And then 
while in similar web I launched a new podcast in order to interview and learn from the best designers in the world so I interviewed VPs and directors of design from Facebook Airbnb uber all kinds of like amazing companies and I really learned a ton and this podcast and the blog behind it became a big thing it was called hacking UI it was an international blog for I had my Israeli blog in Hebrew and now I had an international blog design blog and it's it included me flying out to San Francisco and New York and sitting down with like the heads of design and Adobe in their offices in New York or with uber managers design managers in, in San Francisco in a, in a professional panel a meetup that we held and like all these kind of amazing things and eventually hacking UI made us enough money my partner and I for us to leave our day jobs at similar web if you can call it a day job and Um, we were invested they acquired a startup but then we left it I left as director of design I left a very high paid salary in a great position in an amazing very promising startup to do my own thing and be that guy who works on his blog you know working a coffee shop the reason I did it is because I believed in the freedom that I can pursue as an entrepreneur the freedom to run my own lifestyle to be in charge of my own time to have freedom of time freedom like also built my financial freedom and I believed I can definitely you know, just start my journey as an entrepreneur and will make it and so it started and back then again nothing commit for it was not you know I had two blogs already commit for it was not you know in the plan and this first year of business was rough the first half a year was great everything was looking great we we're making money we we're feeling great new partnerships a lot of new things we launched our first online course I created an online course like the first time ever I launched an online course and everything like started coming together we launched like we can say successfully in the first online course it was only 10k at that time but it was a lot for us as a first like experience in this and then after that we launched another batch and then we launched a new online course but then things started going south first of all my partner and I pulled in different directions and then we didn't make enough money for both of us and here's the thing that's where I understood that I'm not going to make money for a couple of months now and I couldn't pull a dime out of my own salary out of my own company and um, I uh, you know I wanted to be a real entrepreneur and I already had two kids at that time and a mortgage and my wife was not working I was a sole provider and being a father who's supposed to provide for his family and not pulling a dime out of your own company that felt not good um, and I didn't have any backings uh, any any savings whatsoever at that time I wasted all my savings already uh, with buying the apartment a couple years ago and now this like the business and so I had to take a loan and I took a loan a big loan it was 100k Israeli shekels which is equivalent of about like 28k US dollars so why am I telling you all this because this is where it all started the struggle the challenge and having that six months where I couldn't pull a dime out of my own company and understanding I got into the point where I wasted all my loan and I had about two weeks back then it was I believe April or May 2017 and it was just like two weeks before the credit cards are due and I knew that I'm not going to have enough in order to provide for the next month for my family and And I was just like I was trying everything for the past six months I've been trying to monetize like in every single way I thought I could and I've also worked so hard I haven't seen my kids my family my wife and I haven't worked out I was a complete just like you know just working just 
full on working. And one entrepreneur who I consider a mentor, he told me, Sagi, you're at war right now. You are going to war and you need to tell your wife you're going to war and she should rob your back and you should just go out there and get that money. That's what he told me, truth. Like this is, these are the words he used. Like this is what a real entrepreneur does. And back then I thought a lot about what a real entrepreneur needs to do because I, I didn't have anyone, any real entrepreneur in my circle. Wait for it, because now you got me. I'm gonna tell you about it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going all in. You know, hustle, right? Hustle mentality. I knew Gary V. I was reading some books. I knew Grant Cardone, Gary V. Those were my two people that were in my ear. Uh, Pat Flynn and JLD were there as well. But I, you know, I didn't know about the work ethics and such. I just, you know, saw the interviews they brought on. And so here's the thing, like uh, two weeks before my credit cards was due and I was like, just completely burned out. I didn't know how to monetize. I felt like a complete failure to my wife, to my kids, to my audience in the blog, to everyone, to myself. And I remember just one night walking out uh, my dog and just walking in the field next to my house, just walking the dog, looking at the sky. It was like the stars in the sky. And it was like, I was trying to think of more ways, like just thinking like very hard, like monetize. Why can I try now? What should I do? It's like, and I just broke down and cried. That's what happened. I just broke down and I cried. And when I finished this crying session, <laughs> um, it was the first time in my adult life, like crying. And, and when I finished, I was like, wait a second, Sagi. You can cry, but how's it gonna help? What are you going to do about it? That's what I remember asking myself, like, what are you fucking going to do about it? And that is where I grabbed myself and I said, I know what I need to do. I need to interview exactly like I did when I was in similar web and I interviewed the best design directors. I need to interview the best entrepreneurs right now. And I need to understand from them how to really monetize, how to build the business. And one thing really struck me, it was um, a story, a, a book that I read after I listened to this interview on JLD's Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. I listened to this interview with this guy called Kelvin Wayman and he had a book out called Fish Out of Water. So I got the book after the interview. He was a great storyteller. I got the book and his story is all about how he got a coach and that coach helped him get out of his entrepreneurial struggle and, and build a successful business. And I'm like, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need a coach. I never really had a coach. There's a story behind that as well. But at the end of the day, I ended up paying thousands of dollars, taking a huge risk and paying thousands of dollars I didn't have. I reached out to this guy through Messenger. I, I booked him as my coach and I flew him over to Israel with money I didn't have, thousands of dollars I didn't have. I just, I just said, this is my last opportunity. This is my last shot. I'm so much in debt right now that it's just not gonna matter if I blow this up. Like, this is my last chance. I need it. And when Kelvin came to Israel, he just, you know, to make a long story short, this is what began Commit First and everything that I have going on right now. And what I learned is, well, a couple of things. I'm going to share what I learned with you. So I'm sorry it feels a bit slow here. But, um, you know, when Kelvin came to Israel and we sat in this office space in Tel Aviv and we're sitting in the space, it was a hot day. 
I remember like it was looking like there's smoke in the room in this like small office room in this co-working space because through the window all the sun rays came in it was just like a smoke like I remember just sitting there at the table Calvin is walking around the table like he's interrogating me or something and I'm just sitting down at the table with my notebook open and Calvin says to me Sagi where do you want to be in six months imagine you're waking up and you're fired up about life and you achieved everything that you want to achieve and it's just like it's mind-blowing how successful you are and what you achieved in such a small amount of time I'm like whoa I never really thought about it like but I was open to the opportunity that's why I hired him for so I just wrote down some things part of the things were time with my family my kids and my wife which I didn't have for the past six months I actually completely on purpose neglected them and, and worked on my business trying to monetize but I wrote down in six months from now I'm gonna be successful and I'm gonna be having the time to work out for my wife for date nights and stuff for my kids to spend more time with them like you know I'm gonna have that time then I wrote down a monetary goal I had a monetary goal of making in six months from now 50,000 Israeli shekels which is the equivalent of about let's say 15 14k say 14k so 14k uh, USD right and um, I wrote that down as well then because I already made it and I know I'm making good enough money right five figures 14k and uh, I have no time for my wife and my family and I'm like I'm doing good I'm gonna launch a community helping struggling entrepreneurs to do that as well to succeed to get out of the struggle to you know to crush it in, in, the, in their lives and businesses if I make it so that's my next community when hacking UI was done that was my next community it's not going to be about design anymore you know I already mentioned the podcast and, and, and a newsletter and where in the podcast I interview amazing successful entrepreneurs I imagine that and then I wrote one less ambitious thing I wrote down I'm going to be interviewed to tell my story on one popular podcast and I wrote down and it was not being already appeared on the, on the podcast it was booked to be on the podcast and I wrote down two names Pat Flynn or JLD Pat Flynn has his podcast smart passive income JLD has his podcast Theo fire I've been following these guys for years they were my heroes um, and they were just like so out of my reach I was broke uh, anonymous entrepreneur from Israel and they were just like massively successful gurus from the United States so far out of my reach but I wrote it down on my piece of paper and I have no idea how I got to that state of writing this down I just wrote it down and here's what happened so in one month in one month just after starting to work together and it's not that it was easy but I, I started like really being intentional in one month I made 55,000 Israeli shekels which is the equivalent of about like 15 16 K USD I was like holy shit how did I do that is it crazy I haven't been able to monetize for six months and all of a sudden like what happened I just made 55k and it's pretty crazy but I got clarity right and I was working out of clarity and out of intention and when I was working out of clarity and out of intention I could think properly and I could set the right goals all of this while already implementing the time with my wife and my kids and my family and starting to work out again and implementing meditation back into my life after Kelvin suggested that so I started doing all those things and I crushed it with 55k Israeli shekels I'm like holy shit so can I aim even higher so I got inspired 
by a story. I don't know if you guys know this, but the story about Jim Carrey and the check. So the story about Jim Carrey and the check goes like this. Jim Carrey came to Hollywood completely broke, anonymous, nobody knew him. When he came to Hollywood, he, first of all, he did two things. One, he started going every day, every day he went with his car to the Hollywood Hills. He went up the hills with the car, sat over there on the hood of his car and imagining himself, visualizing himself, being a successful actor in Hollywood that everybody wants to work with. So that's the first thing, visualization. Second thing he did, that was I think in 1991, if I'm not mistaken, or 1990, like a few years later, he wrote himself a check for $10 million. $10 million, he wasn't even close to that. He wrote himself a check for $10 million and put it on his wall somewhere in his apartment and he let it hang there. He wrote the check for 1994, Thanksgiving 1994. Just prior to Thanksgiving 1994, Jim Carrey closed Dumb and Dumber and just finished Ace Ventura. He got the sum of $10 million. 10 freaking million dollars. The sum that was on his check manifested just before the time that check was due. Is that crazy or not? So I was very inspired by that story. Uh, by the way, I heard it on a book called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, I think it was. Jen Sincero, amazing book. You should read it or listen to it. I listened to it, great audiobook. So what I did is next, after I reached that 55K, I said, what if I can reach 100K? It was beyond my reach back then. Back then, now it seems so. Back then it was out of my reach, completely out of my glass ceiling that was you know, put on me by my society, by my family, by anyone around me. I never made 100K Israeli shekels, which is like 28K in a month. I never made 28K USDs in a month. Like, I never even thought that was even a thing possible for me. Never imagined it. But I wrote down that number. I wrote down a check for myself and I wrote it for five months from then. Um, it was for the first of the first 2018. When I wrote that check down, I just hung it on my fridge and let it sit there. And what happened was crazy. At the second of the first 2018, my wife's going over the accounting software and I'm in the kitchen fixing myself something to eat. She's in the living room. And all of a sudden she calls me up and she's like, Sagi, you should come here for a sec. I think there's something wrong with the accounting software. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, come and see this. It says you made over 100K uh, Israeli shekels in December. And I'm like, what? And I just, for a second, I just said, oh my God. And I, I look at the fridge and I, I kind of like move the magnets out of it. I pick up the check that was there laying for like five months. I haven't even seen it because of all the magnets on it. Just pulled out the check, ran to the computer, and I took a snapshot of the check next to the number. 100K, just a bit over 100K Israeli shekels in December. The check manifested. Is that mind blowing or what? Anyway, it's just like a crazy story. How can that be? It's not the end of the story. Now check this out. Just a month after I launched the community, this community, it's now called Commit First. Before that, it was called Mindful and Ruthless. By the way, that's what my business is called now, Mindful and Ruthless and Ruthless LTD. And I launched this community and then a month later, I flew out to San Diego to Social Media Marketing World. I first flew to Tanix Conference by Grant Cardone. And then I knew Pat Flynn was going to be in Social Media Marketing World. And Kelvin was going to be there as well. He told me, hey, so again, I'm going to Social Media Marketing World. How about we go there? And he also told me, hey, like, you know, we can volunteer 
and you know work at social media marketing world that way you get a free ticket and you can meet amazing people and i said why not help other people serve and also you know get a free ticket to the conference for sure i'm going to be there and i knew for one thing pat flynn is going to be there he's going to speak so i said it's enough for me to get close to my vision by seeing pat even in a hallway just to be even just his face seeing my face that was enough for me if i get to shake his hand that would be even overachieving <laughs> um but I said, you know, it's on my vision. I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to put myself where I need to be. And I went over to the conference. We went over to San Diego. And the night we got there, it was the day before the conference. And we get notified that Pat is having a meetup. We work downtown San Diego that same evening, just the day before the conference. So I said, oh my God, <laughs> I got to be there. So I go out and check out the meetup.com site for that meetup. And I see that it's booked out. No more tickets left. I'm like, it's not going to happen. Universe, I need to be there. I'm going to be there no matter what. As soon as I say that to myself, someone on the Facebook group of the volunteers for Social Media Marketing World posted, hey, everybody, what's up? I'm jet lagged. I have a ticket for tonight's meetup of Pat Flynn. Does anybody want it? <laughs> it's like the universe is just like, and I'm saying, me, me, me. I wrote down me. This guy gave me the ticket. And that night I went to the meetup. I just find myself walking in the streets of San Diego, this entrepreneur from Israel, this small kid from a small country in the USA, just walking in the streets of San Diego. It's like going down to WeWork, downtown San Diego, taking the elevator to the third floor where the meetup was. And I get out the elevator and I see the line amazing. Like the floor is packed with people, packed. I waited 15 minutes just to get my badge. And I get inside, it's even more packed inside. and. I see this like the floor was divided by like two spaces. One was like the lounge where everybody was like networking and the other one was like I saw packed with a lot of people but in a form of a line. And like, oh, okay, fine. That's probably where Pat is at. So I'm like following the line and I'm like counting the people and see, seeing the people. Oh, it's a long line. Where where, where does it end? And I'm, I'm following the people and all of a sudden, Pat Flynn. Like, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn. Can be. It's amazing. It's like fanboying. Um, so I walk to the end of the line and I wait in line and I'm thinking about what should I say to Pat to even make him remember me? Could it even be possible that Pat will remember me, will know me? Will, is this my opportunity? Is this my chance to, to, to get my vision out? Like prepare, like is it gonna happen some way or another? And then something spectacular happened which I could not have expected. So check this out. You ready? <laughs> so first of all, I'm gonna stop for a second here. If you like the story so far, you know, please consider subscribing to this show if you're on YouTube or you want to follow wherever you are. If you're listening to this on the Audible podcasts or on Spotify, by the way, it is an Audible podcasts. And on Spotify, if you're on Spotify, iTunes, just subscribe just for a second. All right, so back to the story. So I am standing in line waiting for Pat Flynn. You know, I'm seeing all these people talk to him, like everybody's shaking his hand, asking for selfies, uh, saying thank you, hugs. And I'm like, how am I gonna make him remember me? Because I'm just waiting in line for like dozens of people. And then I see another line and I'm just following the people in that line. I'm like, where does this line lead to? I know only Pat is here, who else is here? Find the line and all of a sudden I see in front of my eyes in the same space, JLD, John Lee Dumas. The two names that were on my list just about seven months ago are there in front of my eyes 
in the same freaking space. How amazing is that? That was just crazy. It was mind blowing. I was just like going crazy. What? How can it be? And I went in line and I got to meet Pat. And here's the strategy I applied. Kelvin, my coach back then, he told me something very smart. He told me, Sagi, always give value. Always give value. Like never just ask for a selfie or anything like that. Just provide, see how you can provide value. So I went up to both of them and said like, you gave me so much. Like, this is just amazing meeting you. Uh, I came here all the way, f you know, to meet you. Um, I told Pat and like, you know, it just, the fact that you're here, it's just like, you know, I, I want to provide value and, and give you back. So um, I am very good at design and I can help you with any design you need any website, anything that you'd like, let me know and I will be happy to help you for free, no charge. And I think all the people that were there, they were just kind of like asking him for selfies and, and stuff like that and, and you know, shaking his hand just to meet him. And I was there providing value. I don't know what, I just saw his face lit up. Pat's face just lit up and he was happy, a smile over his face. He said, man, thank you so much. And he gave me a hug and said, all right, here's my email. And he gave me his personal email and he said, make sure to send me an email. And you know, I gave him my email and he even recorded with me like a one minute Facebook live for my audience in the new community. So it was amazing. And uh, after that, I went up to JLD and also had a conversation with him, the same like, convo. I said like, JLD, man, I'm here to help you. I didn't think you need like to give you back. You're the reason I'm here. I met Kelvin because he was on your podcast. We'd love to help you out in any way possible. And here's the thing, two weeks later, after that, two weeks later after this conference, I'm getting an email back from Pat and from JLD. Pat's email is, and by the way, things that happened like a week after this, um, or actually it was like a couple days after the conference, Pat launched his first mastermind and I applied and I bet thousands of people applied. I, I thought hundreds of thousands of people applied. I turns out only thousands, which is still a lot of people. And it took a couple of follow-ups, but two weeks later, I'm getting an email from Pat saying, Sagi, we accepted you. I accepted you to the mastermind. Welcome. It was just me and 12 other entrepreneurs, or sorry, it was just like overall 12 entrepreneurs from all of them, except me from the US. I was the only one outside the US and I got accepted to this mastermind, exclusive mastermind with Pat Flynn. And the first thing that Pat tells me on the call, it was like a day after he got accepted, we got on a, on a call, like a welcome to the mastermind call. And Pat tells me, Sagi, the first thing I want to do is get you on the podcast to tell your story. And I'm like, <laughs> that's it. It was just mind blowing. So here I am booked to tell my story on Pat Flynn's SPI podcast podcast that I was following for years. It just the thing that was written down on my vision just about like it was seven or eight months before that just boom, it happened. And the second thing, the second email I got was from JLD. He said, Hey, let's talk design. And I got to redesign JLD's homepage, the top part of the homepage of entrepreneurs on fire, including the, the icon where um, he shares his income reports and, and the top banner, like in the hero and everything. It was just like, me getting that opportunity. After that, we even got to work on more projects together. And after that, I also was on his podcast just uh, two years later. I got to be on Jelly's podcast as well. But here, this is crazy. And here's what I learned. I learned that whatever you put your mind to and intention, it works. It also works though with the law of attraction and manifestation. That shit works too. I learned that a real entrepreneur, a real entrepreneur, successful entrepreneurs, 
they don't work their asses off without seeing their families if they are family oriented. They actually take a lot of time and care to be with their families and time to put into their families because they know it's worth more than the business and their workouts as well. And that's the thing. Most entrepreneurs don't take care of their health, their mental and physical health as much as they need to because if you don't have your mental and physical health, you don't have your family and you don't have your business. So that should come first. I only learned that a few years after this, what I just told you. Like I, I learned that only like a year and a half, two years ago. It's when I learned like physical and mental health should come first above my family. I was like all about I'm family focused, I'm family first and then my business. And I was very proud of putting the time in for me and raising this business that I have multiple six figures as a family first entrepreneur. Uh, since that 100K Israeli month, I already had my a few 100K USD months and, and it's been amazing. Uh, my, my business is growing, you know, uh, and, and I'm just very grateful for everything that I managed to build. But I built it with time for my family, with complete like controlling of my calendar and with uh, like obviously a lot of hard work, a lot of learning along the way, but um, just taking the time to put in my personal growth, that was just, you know, and then right now what I'm doing, if you guys follow me and, and you know what I'm doing with my 9 to 12 club where I have this new baby at home. She's one year old now, but um, you know, she still doesn't sleep very well. So what I do is I sleep. I don't have a morning routine. My morning routine is 9 a.m. to 12 noon. I don't work at those times. I don't work, especially when everybody starts their fires in the morning. I don't work. I'm out. I'm doing either a physical exercise, a workout or a meditation or I'm spending time with my baby, like that's what I'm doing. Or sometimes I'm working on relationships that I wanna run in the long run, like meeting people that you don't have time in the calendar for. But usually I just get like, make sure I get my workout in and it's just game changing. So this is what I put my emphasis on. And this is what this podcast is about. And this is what it is about going forward. So where we are right now, 100 episodes in, I interviewed so many people. At the beginning, I interviewed a lot of business entrepreneurs around, around the concepts of business and marketing, but then I understood it's not really, it's not really what, I, you know, what I wanna coach you about or it's not really the value that I can give out in the world. I, I did it for me mostly, but at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, this, this podcast is not about me. It's more about the audience than what I'm building here and what I wanna contribute out to the world. And then it took me some time to even tweak it even more. So I got into more of the personal growth and the mindset side that I said, and that was in the recent, I think like uh, 15 episodes maybe, where I really got into personal development and things that are related to not the specific strategies for marketing and stuff like that, but actually like how do you build a successful business in life? What's the mindset around that that you need? And now here comes what I'm planning next. And this is the exciting part. All right, ready? Here it is. Now, before I say it, I gotta say that some of you might not like it. Some of you might unfollow me as soon as I'm gonna say it. And that's okay, I completely understand. If you wanna unfollow me, I definitely will understand that. Um, but again, this is what I'm tweaking and kind of like narrowing down my focus on. In order to grow, I need to narrow down my focus and niche down. And this is what I'm excited about because when you're niching down, you, you know you're like, you're at that sweet spot where you can help those people a lot. And that's where I think my value is and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Here it goes. So Commit First is now going to be all around helping entrepreneurial fathers focus down on personal growth, on their personal growth, 
on financial freedom, building financial freedom, and on building a legacy, an impactful legacy that they can be proud of. Again, Commit First is now going to focus on helping entrepreneurial fathers develop their personal growth while building financial freedom and building an impactful legacy that they can be proud of. And this is what I am excited about because that's what I am about. I am an entrepreneurial father. I'm working on my personal growth like crazy. I am a personal growth junkie and you guys know that. I'm also building my financial freedom. That's one of the things that I've barely talked about on this podcast and show and I can't wait to start talking to you about all I have learned about this and what I'm actually into right now, this uh, financial freedom thing. And also building a legacy, an impactful legacy that you can be proud of. And that's also what I'm so excited about because I think legacy, a lot of people think about only the wealth side of things, but hey, it's not only about the wealth side of things. It's about the relationships, the influence that you build in this world. When you're on your deathbed and think about your funeral, whenever that happens, because we know it's going to happen, right? When it happens, what are people going to say in your funeral? What are people going to say? How is it going to look like? And starting with the end in mind, this is what drives me. Like, I'm so passionate about this and, um, and I know if you're out there and you're listening right now and you're a father and you're also building, like you're working on your personal growth, you want to develop your personal growth and you want to also work in your money mindset and you're working towards financial freedom and you're experiencing struggle there and also you want to build a legacy, you want to have your, you want to, you want, you want to have your kids, you want to have great kids that you send off to this world. You want them to be successful and, and good for themselves and for this world. And you want to build a legacy and impact. You want to make an impact in this world. You want to make sure that when you leave this world, you made your dent. This is what I'm going to focus on. So if you're a mother, you can still definitely follow me. I am, you know, I'm just going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to, like, I'm a man and I'm a father. I'm going to talk to fathers and men because that's where I come from. Um, It's who I am. But obviously, a lot of things are going to really relate to you women out there. I'm not disqualifying you at any point. I'm just saying, I'm narrowing down, niching down. And if you're not a father yet, well, this show is going to be about a lot of the entrepreneurial struggles that fathers have to deal with. So I'm going to relate to a lot of those things. But if you're not a father, you're probably going to be one day. And so you might as well listen and learn before you have kids. So again, I'm not disqualifying you as well if you're not a father. But then again, I'm going to really focus and niche down and talk about the fatherhood struggles of entrepreneurs and really what it means to build a legacy, to make an impact, to work on building financial freedom when all you have is the struggles of providing for your family and you're waking up one morning, you want to kill the day, you want to like just work hard and then all of a sudden one of your kids is sick and now you don't have, you know, you don't, you can't work today, you know, and, and those kind of struggles that we face as fathers, as entrepreneurs that we need to deal with. I'm going to help you guys with that. I'm going to work on just providing as much value as I can towards that because I know I have an angle there. I know I managed to crack a lot of the struggles and I faced them. I am experiencing them still because I have three kids all under eight years old at eight, six and one year old. And this is exactly what I'm about. So. I just can't wait to start making the creating the content around that, which I already have created, like the content around a lot of the things that I'm obviously want to, you know, around this topic. But 
now it's gonna focus even more on this topic and this audience. So if you're a father out there and you like what you're hearing, if you're a dadpreneur, like I like to call it, and you are connecting to this message, this show is gonna be for you. You're gonna love the content that's coming up. And also, one last thing, here it is. We're launching a newsletter. So I would love for you to join the newsletter. All you have to do is go to commitfirst.com slash newsletter or sagishreiber.com slash newsletter or check out the link that I'm gonna leave in the show notes here for you to join the newsletter and the community to get email updates about everything that we have going on and some thoughts about fatherhood and entrepreneurship. This is gonna be big, it's gonna be massive. I just can't wait to start sharing all the value in terms of everything that we have going on. Again, around entrepreneurial fatherhood, around personal growth, around financial freedom, and around building a legacy. Those are the key items that we're gonna talk about, key pillars that we're gonna talk about. So you're welcome to join the newsletter. And if you don't know, we have also a WhatsApp community. So you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Sagi Schreiber on Instagram to get a link to join our WhatsApp community, which is a WhatsApp community of fatherhood and entrepreneurship. So you're welcome to join that group as well. Also, if you're a lady, you're a mother, you can join. But again, we're gonna talk about fatherhood stuff. So thank you so much for listening so far. If you have, please drop me a note on Instagram, at Sagi Schreiber, drop me a note, let me know what you think. If you have my WhatsApp through the group, also drop me a WhatsApp or any way you can, reach out, let me know what you think, I would love to hear. Also in the comments here, if you're watching on YouTube or anywhere, I would love to hear what you think about this new change coming up in 2021, 2022 and going forward. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community and being a part of this journey of mine that you know it's just the beginning. I feel it's just the beginning. I'm so excited to what's coming up next. So have an amazing day, year, wherever you are in the world. Love you guys and see you on the next episode. Episode 100, we're out.